theyeshiva.net. Davches Amud Aleph, one, two, three, four, five, five lines from the top. After completing the discussion on why the Mishnah does not count the other Rosh Hashanahs that seem to be uh, included in the that, that that are included in the Brisa, namely the sixteenth of Nisan and the sixth day of Sivan, and the Gemara went through various explanations whether. We only count Rosh Hashanahs that include a, the Rosh Hashanah consists of a full night and day, a 24-hour period. That was Rapapa's interpretation. Or the second interpretation, Rosh Hashanah was the Rosh Hashanahs in our mission include something that doesn't require action on behalf of the Jew. It just comes automatic. Or finally, Rab Ashi's final interpretation that when it says four Rosh Hashanim, it means the four Rosh Hashanim that happen to be also on Rosh Chodesh. They're not only the beginning of a year, they're also the beginning of a month, which of course makes it much more of a Rosh Hashanah because a year never ends in the middle of a month. Years have to consist of full months. Just like a month, so a year never ends in the middle of a month, right? The year ends at the end at the end of a month. So when you say Rosh Hashanah is on Rosh Chodesh, that's a much more, so to speak, genuine Rosh Hashanah because you can actually say it's the beginning of a new year. You could say Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan is the beginning of a new year. Rosh Chodesh El is the beginning of a new year. Tesvav, Tesvav, uh, Tesayin Nisan or Vav Sivan is the middle of a month. So yes, it's Rosh Hashanah for a particular thing in terms of Oimer, but Rashi says that's not the type that's not the genre of Rosh Hashanahs that we're addressing in the Mishnah. We're talking about those that are Rosh Chodesh. And those are only four. There are four Rosh Hashanahs that are on Rosh Chodesh. Number one, Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Number two, Rosh Chodesh Elul. Number three, Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. And number four, Rosh Chodesh Shvat, Kidivrei Beis, Shama, Eloit Shama. Of course, according to Bishilo, there would only be three Rosh Hashanahs that are so according to everybody, it's three. According to Beishamai, it would be actually four. Now, of course, there are those who hold that Echad Be'elul is also not a Rosh Hashanah. For example, the Belazer and Shimon, right? So therefore, there would only be two. There would only be two. Why? Because there would be Rosh Chodesh Nisan and Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. And unless they hold like Beishamai, it would only be two. So when he says, according to everybody, it's three, Rashi points, that doesn't mean according to everybody in the Mishnah. According to the Belazar and the Shimon, it may only be two. It means according to, according to, according to, according, right, according to Rebbe, with Beshamay Shitta. If you say Beshamay Shitta, if you say Beshilul Shitta, then it would be only three. Rabbi holds like Beis because usually we say Allah Hilo, so it would be only three, because Rishchei Deshvat would not be counted, and as we explained, the Vilna Gon says, that's the Diuk in Kidivrei Beis Shama. 
Which now brings the Gemara to the next Tikkun Mishnah to discuss the very basis of the idea when we start Rosh Hashanah for Maisei So now the Gemara starts analyzing the next Tikkun in the Mishnah. Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon Aimrim, Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon say Rosh Hashanah for Maisei is Be'echad Betishre. Earlier the Gemara already quoted the Shitta that it's Be'echad Be'elul and explained that's the Shitta of Rabbi Meir. And Rebbe holds like Rebbe Meir when it comes to Maisa Behem, and that's why he quotes it without a name. And we got into the whole discussion of why are there are Ba Hamisha. There are Hamisha. But now the Gemara actually discusses the very concept of the date of Maisa Behem. So we have a Machloikas when Maisa Behem begins. Rebbe Meir holds it's Echad Be'elul, and that's quoted in the Mishnah as the first Shitta, Astam Mishnah, Echad Be'elul, Rosh Hashanah, Maisa Behem. Then we have Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Shimon say it's Be'echad Betishne. Now, what does this mean? Before we get into the source, we have to know what does it mean. What it means is, as we have explained, a Jew who has a farm, and he owns cows and sheep, and of course, mother cows and mother sheep give birth to baby cows, what we call calves, agolim and tloyim, which are baby sheep. And the halacha dictates, the pasuk in Bechokaisai dictates that what? That... You have to put all of these newborn animals into a corral and have an open, a narrow door, an entrance, and then have them go out and then count. And every tenth becomes holy. Thank you. And that becomes a carbon which we call meiser, behemoth, which you bring to your shalayim. You sacrifice in the base of you sprinkle the blood on the mizbeach, and then. You're free to enjoy and eat the carbon according to the halachas of a carbon, what's called kadashim kalim, the lighter carbonus. In other words, you can eat it in the whole region of Yerushalayim till within inside, within the fortress, within the chayma, for the prescribed period of time, and according to the halachas that dictate how you eat a carbon, in terms of tahara, the purity that you have to have, the time limits, etc., and the, the place where you eat it. That is Meiser Behemoth. Clear. What's Negei Rosh Hashanah? So you have, you have Meiser Behemoth, you have Meiser Behemoth. I have newborn sheep, so I have to make a chesh, but these are the new babies. I have to give Meiser. If I only have nine, I don't have Meiser. If I have 15, I have one Meiser. If I have 20, I have two Meisers. If I have 100, I have 10 Meisers. And what's the, what's the, what do you need a Rosh Hashanah for? What's the Rosh Hashanah for? When it's born, it's born. The answer, of course, is, the answer is, because the Torah also tells us, that it has to be year by year, from which we learn that I can't give mice from the babies that are born, the baby animals born one year, for those that are born in another year. So for example, if in Tavshin I in Zion, I had nine baby sheep, but Tavshin I in Vav, I had one more baby sheep, I don't give mice. I don't have Maisa Behemoth. You know why? Because Tavshinai and Vav is one Cheshbin. Tavshinai and Zion is a separate Cheshbin. If Tavshinai and Zion, I have many, many animals, and Tavshinai and Vav had many, and I just give Maisa from Tavshinai and Vav, also for those of Tavshinai and Zion, also for those of Tavshinai and Vav. Right? I ignore those. Let's say Tavshinai and Vav, I had 10. Tavshinai and Zion, I have? Huh? I have another 10. So I want to give, I want to give Maisa from this new group for that group, doesn't work. Every year gets its own mice. So now the question is, when does the year begin? What's considered the year? What's cut off time? Comes the Mishnah and says, it's Rosh Chodesh Elul. Meaning, if Chav Tes of, 
I had an animal, a baby sheep. Rishchaydish Elul, I have another nine, and no more during that year. I don't give meiser. If I have during that year ten or twenty, I have to give two meisers. I have a hundred, I have to give ten meisers. Come, Rebbe Lazar and Shimon, and say wrong date. Rishchaydish Tishne. Now the question is, where would they come up with this date? Why would they come up with this date? What's up is Elul Tishrei? Why not Tevis? Why not Shvat? Zog de Gemar, Amr Rabbi Yechen and Rabbi Yechen said, Ushneim Mikra Echadarshu. Both of them. Rabbi Meir, who says Rish Hashanah for Maisa Bahem is the first of Elul. And Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon, who say it's the first day of Tishrei, actually are both using the same Possek. They derive their shita, their view, from the same Possek. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody explains the Pasuk in a different way. What's the Pasuk? Shenema. Very interesting uh, way how they learn out their, their, their halacha. There's a Pasuk in Tehillim, chapter Samachai, Tehillim, capital Samachai, uh, 65. Pasuk Yudalit. The Mishnah is literally, I'm sorry, the Pedic, that chapter, that capital in Tehillim mm-hmm. is talking about the blessings of rain that Hashem gives. Zok de Pasuk, Lofshu, Chorim, Hatsoin, Vaamokim, Yaat Fuvor, Yisroi Au, Af Yashiru. Lofshu, Chorim, Hatsoin means, Chorim, Hatsoin, Tsoin, you know, our flock sheep. Chorim are a fat, robust, well fed, satiated, healthy sheep. Lofshu, Chorim, Hatsoin. The fat sheep got dressed. What does it mean they got dressed? They got an extra layer of skin because they became pregnant. That's what love shucharim atzayin. They got dressed, in other words, they became pregnant. Which is, as Toysva says, a nice way of saying that they have now a baby. A baby inside, a baby lamb inside their womb. Va'amokim ya'atfuvar. Amokim means the depth, the valleys. From the word oimik, deep. Va'amokim, the valleys, ya'atfuvar, become covered. Ya'atfu means they become covered like lis'atif. Lis atif batsitsis atifas talis, they become badekt. Wrapped. Bar with tvua. Bar means grain. Yisroyau afyashiru. Yisroyau means they they sing, they celebrate. Yom tvua, they celebrate afyashiru and they also sing. So the Pasik is talking about the blessings of the lambs being pregnant, the baby, the sheep being, the mother sheep's being pregnant. The valley's filling up with grain, and the grain celebrating, dancing, Yisrael, they're dancing, and they are singing. What is the meaning of this Pasuk? Zok the Gemara, Reb Meir Sova, Reb Meir Zokt, a Masai love Shulcharim Atzayin, when is the time that the sheep become pregnant? Bizman Shamokim Yat Fuvor. The same time when the valleys become wrapped by the new grain. Ve'emosai, when is this? Ve'emosai, amokim yatfuvor, when is this? We all know, there's no question, it's ba'adr. It's the month of Adr. In the season of Eretz Yisrael, that's the time when the first stalks of grain, of tvua, will begin growing. Before that is the winter season. In Adr you have that the amokim, the valley, start filling with grain. Therefore, what do we learn from here? He says, now we have a fact, we know. How long is the gestation, how long is the pregnancy period for lamb? Anybody knows? 
Huh? Five months? Five months? Right? If you look it up, it'll be approximately 150, 152 days, 148 days, 149 days, which is approximately five months. Zakhtreb Meir. If the Pasuk is telling me that they become pregnant when the time of Amakim, Yat in the month of Adr. So he says, Amos Amakim Yat Fuvar Ba'adr. Misabra is Ba'adr hastes that the sheep become pregnant in the month of Adr, and therefore, Vyaldus Ba'av. And then they will give birth in the month of Av because the time of pregnancy is approximately five months. So therefore, in the month of Adr, that's usually the time they become pregnant. So therefore, say even those who become pregnant at the end of Adr, so you'll have Nisan and Iyer and Sivan and Tammuz. Beginning about the cattle question of it right now. Yes. That yes, 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 good question. Nine months, nine months. Yeah. Yes, yes. Goes through all the pregnancies of many animals. Behemadaka, Chamisha Chadashim. Behemadaka is like sheep, that type of animal. And Behemagasa, Tisha Chadashim. More dakas than gasas, right? So, Bemele, what's the connection? So, Rebmeya says, Bemele, he says, Misabris Ba'adav, Yeldus Ba'av. So, when is Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah Shalahan is Elo. He says, I'm very practical. The sheep came to the world. What's their first Rosh Hashanah? What's the beginning of their first month? Not of, because they're usually born in the month of of. So what would be a Rosh Hashanah that begins a new month, a new year for them? When will I do it? I do it the first opportunity. Is it possible that you have sheep at a different time of the year? Of course it's possible. But when I have to establish a Rosh Hashanah for my Sabahim, what's the best day to establish? The best day is to establish the first Rosh Hashanah for the sheep that are born in the month of of. And that would be the first day of the next available month. It's not Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, it's Rosh Chodesh Alu. So that becomes the Rosh Hashanah. So practically speaking, the sheep that are born till then are in one year, and Rosh Hashanah begins a whole new year, Rosh Chodesh Alu. That's Reb Meir. What do Reb Lazar and This is all Reb Yochanan explaining. What do Reb Lazar and say? A must I love When do the sheep become pregnant? Not when I'm mokim The next part of the passage. When the grain is dancing and singing. Now we have to understand what it means the grain is dancing and singing. We'll see in a moment. When do the stalks of grain start singing? Anybody knows? Do you ever see? When do the stalks start singing? The singing starts in Nisan. They become wrapped, the valleys become covered by grain, wrapped in grain and other. But when they start singing, they start singing in the month of Nisan. So the time of pregnancy is Nisan. So birth is Elul because gestation is five months. So therefore, So therefore we say, is the first available month afterwards. They come into the world. In the beginning of the new year is Rishchaydash Tishrei. Let's see Rashi, Zak Rashi. Lof Shulcharim Hatzayin. Mikru B'Seifet Hillim. It's a Pasuk in Tehillim, chapter 65. Samachai. Lof Shulcharim Hatzayin. Amakim Yat Fuvoy Yisrael Af Yashiru. Zak Rashi. Lof Shulcharim Hatzayin means Mislapshe Sakvasim. The sheep become dressed. What does it mean they become dressed? Shemis Abres. They become pregnant. In other words, they, an additional layer is added to them. So we call it a lavush. A lavush. They're carrying a baby. Yatfuvar, the valleys become covered with grain. Shahazriat because what we planted grows. Vinikeris Yafa. 
and it's well recognized. That's why he says yatfu. It becomes covered. In other words, it's not just start, if it's starting to grow, it's earlier. But yatfu doesn't mean that it's starting to grow. Yatfu means it's covered. It's bedecked. That's what Rashi says. Vinikeres yofa. You could see very well that these are fields that have grain. That's the diuk of Rashi. Nikeres yofa. In other words, it's not the early stages of growth. It's later stages. Yisroyahu af yashiru. The grain dances and also sings. What does this mean? So Rashi b'nissin. This is in the month of Nisan. In Nisan, you don't only have grain growing in a recognizable way, but it means something else. Kshiyagi azman hakotzer. Nisan is already the beginning of harvest time. Vahatvua b'kashim shalom. The tvua already um, uh, develops maturity in the kashim shalom in its uh, stalks. Vaharuach menasheves. And the spring breeze starts... Starts blowing. So therefore the stalks of grain bump into each other. Noikshim means they clop, they pound on each other. And therefore the voice is heard. And it appears that they are swaying and dancing and singing. They're dancing because they're swaying back and forth. And they're singing in the sense that you can hear the koilas from the, from the banging of the tfu against each other. So Krashi's man ibur behem adake chamisha chadash. And what you have to understand in this Gemara is that the time of pregnancy of what we call a behem adake, a thin or a weaker or a smaller animal like a sheep, is five months. Bemeila says Reb Meir Rishonah Shalahen Elul the Samach Ligmaray Zman Chadash the Samach Ligmaray. I'm so, I'm going to read according to the Hagai Sabach the Samach Ligmaray who Zman Chadash. The Samach Ligmaray, right, close after it gets born, Gemaray means when it's completed, it gets born. Who's man? That is the time of Chadash. That is the time to describe the new year or the old year in terms of a new year coming. That is the Shita of Reb Meir. Love Shukharim Atzayin when Amakim Yatvavar, which is the month of Adar. What's the Shita of Reb Lazar and Reb Shimon? Love Shukharim Atzayin is only Yisrael Af Yashiru, in other words, in Nisan. So therefore, Bismansha Yisrael Hashibolim, Hashibolim, when the stalks start dancing, that's when they give, that's when they become pregnant. So the birth is not an Av, but an Elul, and therefore Rishashan is Tishrei. The same Pasuk is used in two different ways by these different Tanoim to describe and to deduce when is Rosh Hashanah Lama Yisabayim. Frag the Gemara, one sec. V'idach nami, according to the Meir, Haksiv Yisrael, Af Yashidu. How can he ignore the continuation of the Pasuk? It doesn't only say, Lav Shukharim Atzayin Amakim Yatvuvar. It says Yisrael, Af Yashidu. That means the pregnancy happens when the stalks of grain are dancing and singing, which is not an other, it's an Isit. So how can he say that the pregnancy is in other, and for the Gemara, ha'hu ba'aflasa, the having benis. Reb Meir recognizes that there are aflasa, aflasa means latecomers, sheep that are latecomers, you know, they have time, so therefore they take their pregnancy season is in the month of Nisan. So most sheep, he says, get pregnant in the month of other, which is amakim yatfuvar, and then there's Yisrael, yashiru, which is a later stage, so of course Reb Meir recognizes that there are sheep that become pregnant later, but that's ba'aflasa. Rashi says, "Ahu ba'aflasa." Yesh lechtsoyin ha'ma'atifos. You have in Parshas uh, 
Parshas Vayetze, right? Ubahatif Hatsoin. So Rashi says over there in the story of Yaakov and the sheep and the sticks, the sheep that come later. It takes them a little more time to accept the male and the relationship till the month of Nisan. Most happen in the month of other. That is what the mayor is tining. So therefore there are sheep that give birth in Elul, but most of them give birth in Av, and therefore in terms of Misa we follow the majority, and we describe Rosh Hashanah as the first day of Elul. Of course. It's a different year, you're right. Once you establish a Rosh Hashanah, you establish a Rosh Hashanah. The new sheep that are born in Elul already belong to the new year, you're right. Now let's go the other opinion. Reb Lazar and Reb Shimon who say that the time of pregnancy is Nisan Haksib. It says in the same pasuk, the valleys will become covered with grain, which is the month of Adar. So you should learn from here that the time of pregnancy is the month of Adar. Why do they ignore this part of the pasuk? And for the Gemara, of course they know that there are sheep that become pregnant in Adar. But according to them, Ahu Bechar Priyasa. That's the contrast of Aflasa. Aflasa means the latecomers. And Char Priyasa means the early comers, those that are more rushed. B'mei Charpi is the early days of my life. You'll often have the Achroinim will write, you'll see them in Chizchinuch, when I was young, you know, when I was young, I had a good question. You'll have often in the Chalsetshuvahs, especially by Achroinim, that's Charpiyasa, the early ones, the early days. So those who come early, the Asin may other, they already accept a male in the month of other, and therefore they become pregnant in other and give birth in Elul, but the majority, Tainer Rebelazah and Rebshimman, will become pregnant in Nisan, and therefore, Lovshu Charim in the time of Amokim Yatfu Var, which are the minority, which is the majority, and therefore they follow the majority, which are born in Elul, and therefore Moshe Shana from Ma'aseh is not Rosh Chodesh Elul, but Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. Okay, that's how Rabbi Yochanan understands the machloikas between the Tanoim, when is Rosh Hashanah Ma'aseh Now here we have a big question that Rabbi Avi asked, which is raised by the Rosh Hashanah, the Chidush Aran asks this question. He says, Sheep are born after five months, that's true. But you have a behemagasa, you have a cow, pregnancy is usually approximately nine months. So why are you describing, why are you establishing Rosh Hashanah Lamaisa Behema based only on the sheep? What about cows? They also deserve, they also go into this category. When you say Rosh Hashanah Lamaisa Behema, it means all Maisa Behemas. In fact, the Pasuk says first Bakar and then Soy. So why do the Tzoyin get the upper hand to define when Rosh Hashanah is? Why don't we look when the baby calves of the cows are born? And that should be the Rosh Hashanah. Why are they ignoring the Bakr which come before Tzoyin? Is there any, any specific time, any process where, where it says when they get, uh, when they get pregnant? I'm sorry, what? The Baha'i Magasa? You got to figure it out. So you figure it out. So you figure it out. Huh? Oh. So let me give you let me give you two answers. One is the answer of the Chidusha Haran, and then there's the answer that the Toysvis Yomtif gives in Mishnayas. The Chidusha Haran says a very interesting word. He says, when you look at the Pasik of Maisa Bahama, it's in the end of Parshish Bakukaisa, as you just quoted, the Pasik compares both of them in the same Pasik. The Lashan is Bakal, Maiser, Bakar. But sign, how does it continue? 
So Bukhar and Tzayin are put together. B'meila, you have to learn from this, that Rosh Hashanah for Maisa Behema should be for both of them at the same time, because the Torah compares both of them. Since the majority of Behemas, the majority, there are much more sheep that are born more than Gassas, more Dakas are born than Gassas, more sheep than calf. So therefore, this man to make Rosh Hashanah follows the majority. And once you're making that Rosh Hashanah, you're not making a new Rosh Hashanah for Bakr, because the Torah clearly puts them in the same Pasuk, under the same umbrella of Hamas of Bakr that's what the Chidusha answers. The Shagas in his commentary, Turei Evan, on Masech Hashanah, which was one of the most uh, prominent Mepharshim on Masech Hashanah, the Turei Evan by the Shagas he says that the reason Behemoth Daka is the majority is not only because more sheep are usually born than cows, he says because there are two types of Behemoth Daka that are Chayev and Meiser, and that is Kvosim and Izim, sheep and goat. Huh? It's the same. What? Yeah, that's what he, but he's saying since it's two types of species, when it comes to a behemoth gasa, there's only one min that's chayav and meister, which is bakar, basically cows, bulls, cows, um, and the, the, the baby cows, the, ba- the baby of the cow, which can either be a male or a female calf. That is only one min. When it comes to behemoth doctor, he says you have two minim. So therefore, you follow that. Besides the fact that Tori Evans says that behemoth dakas are born more. Uh, in quantity more than behemoths. I think a sheep can give uh, can give always, birth to always two. always two, but I think up to four. No, could it be more than four? It's two, but sometimes it's up to four. I've seen triplets. It's common. It's common. Huh? No, it's not. Right. So sheep be trying to find much more care. Cows are bigger, stronger animals, so they don't mind if they give birth in the winter. You're saying sheep usually have to give birth in the spring? They do. That's either sheep are always May, June. They're giving birth to sheep in May or June. So you're saying you're saying that cows there's no time for birth. They do it all year, so therefore you can't make a Rosh Hashanah. Mashenk and sheep, you could make a Rosh Hashanah because there's a time. He's saying very interesting. He said sheep dafka give birth usually in the in the spring or in the summer because they need the warm weather. But cows are stronger, so they can give birth the whole year. They're less fragile. Very interesting. So you're saying that therefore Tsoin, you could make a time. Once you're making a time for Tsoin, we already put the bucker into that time. Because bucker, okay, very interesting. What about sheep in Florida? Well, I guess we're following your Tisrael. Yeah, Huh? The Yom Tov Tainas, I mean, pushed after all the facts, he says the Bahamas' gases often are also born in the month of Av. It's just they become pregnant four months before the behemoths dakas. So usually the time is not that different. That's what the Toysus Yom does. Well. Again, you have to know the Metzius. Okay. So therefore, Rabbi Yochanan explains the Machloikas based on this Pasuk, Lof Shucharim Atzoyin Amokim Yatvavor Yisrael Av Yashiru. Do you focus on the Amokim Yatvavor, which is other? Do you focus on the Yisrael Av Yashiru, which is the month of Nisan? The Gemara, however, rejects this. Zog the Gemara, there's a big problem. 
I understand how this works according to the mayor who says that pregnancy is in the month of Adar. He follows the literal pshat of the Pasuk. The sheep become pregnant when? When the valleys are bedecked with grain, which is an Adar. And then the Pasuk says, And then you have the latecomers. You have the kratzers, you have the procrastinators. The economy Yisrael after Yeshua, which is a Nisan. So the order of the Pasuk makes perfectly sense. According to them, the primary time is Nisan, that's the season. So then the order of the Pasuk had to be Ipchat, to be the opposite. When the grain dances and sings, which is Nisan. The economy, and then you have the early birds. The early birds, who come around and have relations in other, and that's when they conceive and become pregnant. Why would the Pasuk first pay tribute and discuss the time when the minority of the sheep become pregnant, not the majority? So therefore, it's very difficult to explain the Pasuk this way. So Rava says, and of course, there's the obvious difficulty here, and that is, it seems also to be a machloikas like Pasha to Metzius when the majority of sheep become pregnant. It's like, you know, go check it out in the farm. I mean, you're teaching it in a Pasuk, but go check it out. So Lepoyal Rava rejects this perspective, and he gives a whole different interpretation. The Lekula Alma, everybody holds the same thing. Yes, there are those who become pregnant in different seasons, but generally the time of other is a time of pregnancy, which is bother. And nobody is arguing about that. Reb Meir agrees with that. Reb agrees and Reb Shimon agrees. If so, we have our big problem because then everybody should have said, if it's other, then birth is of and Rosh Hashanah should be. They're actually arguing about Pshat and Apasik and it does not affect the time of pregnancy. That's not a machloikas, because we just explained Amakim Yat Fuvar, that's the time. Yisri Ayuaf Yeshidu are the latecomers. There's a Pasuk in Parshas Re'e. We read this Parsha in the Yamim Toiv. Starts off, Aser ta Aser, es kol zarecha, hasada, shana, shana. This is a very critical Pasuk when it comes to Maiser. Aser ta Aser. You have to give Maiser. The word Maiser comes from the word Eser. Eser means ten. Maiser, of course, means one-tenth. We call it in English tithing, which is maiser. Aser to aser, you should give maiser from what? Kolt vuas arecha, all the grain of your seed. Hayotze hasada, which comes out of the field. Shana shana, year year. What does year year mean? It means year after year. From here we learn a big yisoit. Maiser works in terms of years. I don't just say, okay, every five years, take a look. You have there a big pile of grain, a big pile of fruit. Just give maiser once in two years, once in three years. No. Shana, shana, you have to go year by year. And that's why we have to know when the year begins, when the year ends. Because if not, I don't have a shana, shana. What's shana, shana? That's why it's so important to have Rosh Hashanahs for all these things. Now, this is not talking about Maiser Behemah. This is talking about Tvu Azarach. This is talking about what we call Maiser Dogam. The Maiser we give from grain. So we're going to see soon when is Rosh Hashanah for Maiser Dogam. But what do we learn from here? It says, Aser to Aser. Why does it say Aser to Aser? It had to say... Ta'asir is called Fuazarecha. So, as we have already established many times, the aside of Tayrisha Balpa is that Moshe Rabbeinu's long shiurim 
are all written into the Psukim. The reason is because he wanted that Jews should be able to do Chazaris Hashir. And Torah Shabbat is not before Torah Shabbat, it's actually after Torah Shabbat. Torah Shabbat is the record of the lectures of Moshe Rabbeinu Mepiyah Gvura, but it was written in the brilliant way that everything he said in the Shir, he contains in the Pasuk, sometimes with an extra word, sometimes with an extra letter, sometimes with a gematria. Sometimes with a gematria. How do we know that Naziris is 30 days? Because he uses the word Yiyya. And Yiyya is the gematria 30, as the Gemara says. But every 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 vehicle will be used to explain and decide and, and, and convey his message. Aser to Aser, right away, gets our light bulbs going, there's a redundancy. What's Aser to Aser? To Aser, you should give Meiser. I know what Meiser is. Meiser means one of ten. So the Gemara learns from here, Bishnei Meisris Akos of Medab. The Pasuk was not talking about one Meisris, it was talking about two Meisris, even though it says only one. Echad Meisr Behema, Echad Meisr Daga. One is Meisr Behema, and one is Meisr Daga. And I have to look, what else do I give Meisr from? What else do you give Meisr from? We give Meisr from Behema, Minatayra. So therefore, we compare Meiser Behemoth to Meiser Dagon. That's why he put it all in one Pasuk, Aset He wants us to use the halachas of Meiser Dagon, Meiser of grain, to define the halachas of Meiser Behemoth. Now the question is, what are we... Okay, so we compare them. Thank you. What am I supposed to do now? I compare them. What do I need a comparison for? Meiser Behemoth is a clear halacha. Meiser Dagon is a halacha. What's the comparison? Here there's a machlaitis. Reb Meir, Sava Reb Meir says, Makish Meiser Behemoth Meiser Dagon. We juck, makish means compare, or juxtapose, you put together. Maiser behemoth with maiser dagon to teach. Ma maiser dagon, samuch ligmare yisurai. Just like when it comes to grain. Samuch ligmare, in close proximity to when it gets finished. When it gets ripe and harvested and you finish the labor. That's when it becomes mechuyuv in maiser. That is the Rosh Hashanah from maiser, in other words. Dagon becomes mechuyev in Meiser, Samach Ligmari, which is basically when you bring it into the house after you finish all the malacha. So basically you harvest it as we learned in the month of Nisan. Yisroyau af yashiru. That's when it's singing and dancing and that's when you harvest it. Of course you can harvest it later also. You can harvest the month of Iyer, the month of Sivit, and later. But the earliest harvest is usually Chaydesh Ha'aviv, the month of Nisan. What do you do then? You do all the malachas that you have to do with the grain that we have in Hilchas Shabbos. Everything you have to do in order to prepare the grain, in order to have kernels, to be able to make flour, to be able to produce your foods, your breads, or you want to sell it. But that's not enough because you leave it in the fields for the summer season in order for it to dry up and remove its moist. And then you bring it into the house. So the Gemar Malacha is always at the end of the summer. It's going to rain soon, you bring it out to the house. That's why we established the Rosh Hashanah for it. Be'echad betishrei. Why? Because you finish the malacha and then you're mechuyiv in Meiser. Samach ligmara yisurei. When you finish the malacha, that's the time of Meiser. So therefore the Rosh Hashanah is be'echad betishrei. So therefore we say, af Meiser behemah samach ligmara yisurei. Meiser behemah is going to have the same halacha. That's samach ligmara the time when it becomes mechuyev in Meiser, that's the time when Isurai, when is the time to give Meiser, when is going to be the Rosh Hashanah for Meiser. What's Gemara here? Gemara here is birth. Birth, that's Gemara. Baitvua, what is Gemara? Gemara is not harvesting, you still have a lot of Malacha to do. And remember, Meiser is only mechuyev after Gemara Malacha, and you bring it into the house. So, Samachli Gemara, when it's all done, you give Meiser. 
that is going to be usually Echel Betishrei, Rosh Hashanah. So that's the time, that's the time we define, that's the time we define it. So Rosh Chodesh Tishrei is going to be Samach Ligmarah. So usually somewhere in the month of Tishrei you bring it into the house, that's why Sukkot is called Chag Ha'asif, right? So now my question is, when should start my Maise, my Maise dog, and what should be the time? I say Rosh Chodesh Tishrei is a good time, I'm not going to do it Sukkot, that's the middle of a month. I do it Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. So anything that's now ready and came into the house after Rish Chodesh Tishri, so part of a new year, if it came in before, it's part of the old year. Got it, that's fine. What about Maisa Behem? I say the same thing. Samach Ligmara Yisurah, when should you give Maisa? You should give Maisa after it's Gemara, after it's done, after it's birth. That becomes its Rish Hashanah, since they're born in the month of Av. So therefore, Be'echad Be'elul is Samach Ligmara. That's what Reb Meir times. Say the same limit, but the opposite. What's the diff? What's the Mahakish? Just like Reb Meir says you learn from Maiser Dagan and then you apply it to your own situation. Reb Lazar Reb Shimon says, no, you learn from Maiser Dagan exactly what's by Maiser Dagan. Reb Meir says, you learn from Maiser Dagon, but then you apply it to the way it works with your situation. You don't just copy Maiser Dagon. You learn a Nekudah from Maiser Dagon, that what? That the time of Rosh Hashanah is Samoch Lig Moray, that's the Surah, that's the time of Maiser, and then you apply it to Maiser Behemah, and you make a different month. Rebbe Lezer Shimon says, no, you compare it to Maiser Dagon, Kipshutai. Just like Maiser Dagon. Maiser Dagon is Rishchadish Tish, it is also Rishchadish Tish. So, Rashi. Maiser Dagon, Samach Ligmari Yisura. Rish Hashanah Lemaiser says, Tishrei, the Hachi Tanale, the Kaman Bebraisa. We're soon going to see a Braisa Dafyid Beis, that Maiser Dagon is. Rish Hashanah Lemaiser says, Tishrei. But Tishrei, Samach Ligmari Hu. Tishrei is very close to when it becomes completed. The Cholim Yisachana, the Cholim Yisachama, a whole summer manicham. You leave them liyavish to dry up. Begranas shabesadas and granas are the silos, the storage places in the fields. So therefore, Samach Gemara is when Rosh Hashanah Echad Betishrei, because Gemara is right before, and that becomes the Rosh Hashanah Lamaisrus. So here too, what's Gemara of the animals? Gemara of the animals, the month of Av, right? Because we established they become pregnant in other, they're born in Av. So what's Samach Gemara? It's going to be Rosh Chodesh Elul, that's Reb Meir. Where the Belazer and Shimon say, no, you want to compare it to Maiser Dagon? Kip Shutai. Maiser Dagon is Echad Betishrei, it's also Echad Betishrei. Samach Gemara means but that even the early, the late ones, everything is finishing by then, no? And by the end, so why don't you give them extra month? No, once you're making one Rosh Hashanah, you're not changing the Rosh Hashanah. No. This is a Rosh Hashanah, this is a Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, but we're saying some of the Gemara, Al-Tzir He's saying that what, you're finishing everything. You're finishing even the ones that started growing in this and or in here or whatever. No, 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 we're talking about Maise Behema. Maise Togan, everybody agrees. Same, but what are you establishing with Maise Togan? What does it mean, some of the Gemara? So when everything is done. The Malacha, the Malacha is done, yeah. Not the, gro- the, not the growth. But yeah. all the Malacha. So why don't yeah. you wait... If you're applying it to Maizah Behemah now, wait till we're... Because once it's born, there's no other malacha. There's no other yeah, malacha. but there's other behemahs being born a month later. So wait till that That's whole season of behemahs is finished. Right. The, the season of behemahs being tomorrow... No, but you can say that about grain also. There's grain that can grow later also. Right. We're when talking about the majority of grain that you harvested in the time of harvest, you're done with. The fact that it could be grain later, yeah. But the grain that you harvested, you're done with. Chayda.
practically speaking, it's much easier to have. Ah, practically speaking, it's much easier to have have a t-shirt and have some Yeah, because you have to separate the sheep for one month and a half. You're gonna go. You're gonna go to Shalim only for Shalosh Shigalim. You're not gonna go in Elul. Ah, also you can't separate sheep when they're a day old. Right. You gotta give them time. You gotta tell them with the mother or whatever. Then you can't separate sheep. Or... No. So what's the problem? So you won't. So, so it's or not separate because they're just yeah. marking them. Yeah. What's the problem? No, you, you have time. For a month and a half, he's gonna be. Gone. We have to. No, but you have baltach. You have time. I know you should. Yeah. 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 It's very hard to separate them. No, but you're not separating them. You do. It's no, if it's a month and a half, yes, you do. But it's separate. You just make a red mark on it, and that's it. Okay, but the red mark don't stay for a month and a half. Why not? Because they, they play, they, they run. They but you're saying that today most sheep are born in, 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 in May, in June, not in August. Here he says they're born in August. in too close to the winter, August. So you say today lamb are born in, in, in May. Uh-huh. In America. And actually, so it's later? But the Alpiroid it's born, like it says here. In the month of August. Yeah, that's when it's born. Look the auction. Let's see it. When August. They, Even in America? Yeah. August? Born. Really? What? Oh, they're born, not born in August. They're born in... Uh, they're born in... Uh, around. In other words, early spring. Early spring. Early spring. Late yeah. winter, early spring. Right. When you go there, in the beginning early of the summer, the auction, the, all the babies are there. All the two months old. Two month olds. Oh, they're, born in, they're born in June. May. June, May. Yeah. So this is another effect of global warming? No. <laughs> when the lamb are born, that everything got the, everything yeah, got earlier. We're talking about natural. They do everything. You can have. Uh, you say you right. say they manipulate the hormones. Nothing is natural. Is, is not natural. Yeah. 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 Okay. Zog the Gemara Vaiter. So this is so now we established the Machloikis, why they disagree about the Shoshana Behema. It's not about when they're born, it's about how we teach the lumdus of comparing it to Maiser Dogan. Do we mamish compare it to Maiser Dogan and we simply copy? It's like, I do what you do, you're doing it Echabatisha, I do it Echabatisha, or we learn from Meiser Dagan a principle that then we apply to our own lives. What was the Havana where Meyer didn't say When he said his shit, he didn't say. He didn't say why? He just said it's Echad Be'elo. Rebbe Lazar Shimon said, You're wrong, it's Echad Batishre. So the Amirayim are struggling. Why did they come up with these dates? It wasn't recorded in the mission. It could be somebody asked him, but in the mission it wasn't recorded. So generations later, well, the first one didn't work. Rabbi says it's not. First one didn't work. So the mayor is looking not at the Meiser Dog and Kipshuta. He's looking at the Nekud of it, the Oir Mayor, the Oir of it, the Svada behind it. And the Svara he applies to Maisa Behemoth. He's not copying it Kipshuta. The Blazer and Ibshimen are like much more literal. It's like Maisa Dogan, it's like Maisa Dogan, it's Bechad Batish. Zagdigamara Vait. 
Be'echad b'tishrei Rosh Hashanah l'chadashim. The first of uh, the first of uh, I'm sorry, Rosh Hashanah l'shanim. The first day of the month of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah four years. Now we go to the next part of the Mishnah. We're done with Echad Benisim. We're done with Echad Be'elu about Ma'ase Behemah. Now we go to the next tickle of the Mishnah, which is the Rosh Hashanah that we're most familiar with. The Echad B'Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah L'Shanah. The first day of Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for years. Now what does this mean, the Rosh Hashanah for years? Does it mean, Tavshin Ayin Zayin begins on the first day of Tishrei. Chavtes Elul is Tavshin Ayin Vav. Aleph Tishrei is Tavshin Ayin Zayin. That may be the Pshat, but then the question is, why is that Negei in Halacha? Why is that important in Halacha? Why do we have to make a Rosh Hashanah for this? And of course the bigger question would be, why Tishrei? Again, we have no reason to use any month and say it's the beginning of a year. We have to remember the Kla. What makes a year is an astronomical fact that after 365 and a half days, the solar orbit is completed. The sun, when we look at the sun is orbiting around the earth, or the earth is orbiting around the sun, it takes... 365 and a half days until it reaches the original point and it starts to orbit again. So after 365 and a half days, you have a new year. But remember, you could start that year at any point. You could start that year whenever you want. It would be an artificial date. It's not like Echad B'Tishrei, the sun announces, now I'm starting over again. In a circle at any point, any point, you could call this is the beginning, this is the end. So we always have to understand why certain dates are chosen. So we now discuss this Echad B'Tishrei, which became the classic Rosh Hashanah for the Jewish people, Ada Yoim When we call Rosh Hashanah, we don't mean Pesach, and we don't mean Rosh Chodesh Shvat. When we don't mean Rosh Chodesh Elo, we mean Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. What do you mean Rosh Hashanah L'Shanah? Okay, a new year began. Thank you. For what? Not for Maise Behema, right? According to the Rosh Hashanah Not for Malachim. Not for Regalim. Not for Oimer. Not for Mincha uh, Chadasha. So the question is for what? Not for Ilonis. What's Milashanim? For years. Ah. Okay, so we'll see. Amir of Papa. Rav Papa said Shtaris. But it's not a halacha. That's, uh, that's for Dine Shamayim. What you're saying is for heaven. Zagdigamar Amir of Papa Lashtaris. This is Negev for documents. What do we mean for documents? For documents. In the documents, we used to write, let's say I lend you money, so in the document you have to write the time of the loan. That's very important. Why is it so important to write the time of the loan? Because if there's a document, there's a lien on your property for me to collect. So when I want back my loan, I want my $100,000 that I lent you, and you don't have money, so I could take your property, because there's a lien on your property. What happens, however, if you sold your property? My lien was there first, because I lent you the money. I want it first. You can't just give it away your property before you paid up your debt. There's an outstanding balance here. What happens if you sold your property before I lent you the money? I can't go to the buyer and take away his property. Why? Because there was no lien on that property. It was sold. It already belonged to him before the law. So here's the question. If I really lent you the money on Rishchidosh Nissen, but I write in the document that I lent you the money on Hanukkah, and you sold your building on Purim. 
So I could come to your buyer and take away the building and it's illegal. It's Gneva, it doesn't belong to me. Because you sold it on Purim and you only borrowed the money. But the document, Bezda wouldn't know. That's why the date is so important. And we have a clock. Shtaris Mugdamas Psulit. Shtaris Mukharing Shaden. They don't care if the date is later. If the date is later, fine. I was Michael. I lent you the money, Rishchidosh Nissen. I tell you that I lent it to you, Lagba Eimer. Okay. I was Michael, you a month and a half. You get away with murder if you sell a building. That month, Kizuntain, I'm not going to be able to take it. They don't care if the lender is Michael. That's his, that's his right. He's, he's very nice. But the other way around, it's Shaloi Kedin. It's illegal. I'm taking away from a buyer who's an innocent man. I'm taking away his house. And now he has to t- go to the original seller and take him to court, take him to Dintayda to get back the money that he paid him for a building that he couldn't keep. That would be unfair. That's already illegal. It's not a pers- He's a tzaddik. <laughs> I can't be a tzaddik of Dain Cheshbon, right? The loyv also can't be a tzaddik on, on, on the buyer's cheshbon. It's not fair. The loyv says, I don't care if he takes the building. Thank you. It's not yours. You already sold it to somebody. So therefore, such a star, the chachamim disqualified, and they don't let the malva even take the properties that he actually sold after the loan. In other words, the whole document becomes disqualified. It becomes like a milval peh. It becomes like a verbal loan. So what does Rav Papa say? Rav Papa is saying... That they used to write the time of the loan. The time of the loan, the month, or the date, and the date. They also wrote the year from when. No, they wrote the year from when the king at the time became king. Yeah, this is, uh, uh, so that's what we said earlier. So that's what the Gemara is still going to struggle with because he's saying the same thing. So we used to use the year from when the king became the king. So the Mishnah says that that's when the new year begins. In other words, if the king, the new king became a king, say the king's name was Trump, and he became a king on Chavtes Elul, and I lend you money on some Gedalia, I lend you $100,000 on some Gedalia, what do I say? It's the second year of His Majesty. <laughs> he would love this, maybe he's listening to the Shia. Uh, it's the second year of His Majesty, right? The second year. I, he was only a king for three days, but it seems like he was a king for nine years, <laughs> the way he's acting. <laughs> so anyway, see, Rosh Hashanah, Echel is considered a new year. Either guy was a king one day, that's one year. Yoim Echel is a year. Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the second year. The year changes. Let's say he becomes a king last year. Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is back in the second year. Let's say he becomes a king on Purim, okay. So he was a king for six months, and that's a one year. So Rosh Hashanah is always the anniversary. Now you'll ask a question, why do you, why do you just make the anniversary when the anniversary is? <laughs> if you became a king on Purim, so Purim will be the anniversary. The answer for that is that they didn't feel everybody will remember these dates because they're not that significant for the Jewish world, for the Jewish people. And therefore what's going to happen is there could be a tremendous confusion. What's the confusion? What's going to be the confusion? As Rashi explained in Dav Beis. Huh? They say, what do you have to do to remember your wife's birthday? You forget it once. That's what you have to do. So let's see. Amr of Papa of Papa Zak Lishtaris. Because we learned in our Mishnah, Mesach Tishviyas, Shtari Chayv HaMagdamin. If you have Shtari Chayv, if you have loan documents that are Magdamin, meaning the time that's written on them is before the actual loan, Psulim. Those Shtaris are psulin, they're disqualified, and the lender cannot take 
and collect his loan from the property that the borrower sold to somebody even after the loan, we treat it like a milval pair, like a verbal loan. This is a special knas that we give him. Why? Because he did something wrong by allowing the date to be before the loan, even by one day. But if you have a document where the date is late after the time of the loan, in it's kosher. Why? Because the lender is not making anybody lose money illegally by making the date late. He's not doing anything wrong by it. He's doing maybe something wrong for himself, but that's his choice. Gesundheit, you want to be a nice guy, Gesundheit. Therefore, in order to be able to make this distinction between a star chayv muktam and a star chayv mu'ukhar, the Chachamim said, we need a cut of time for our anniversary. Why? Because if every document would be written based on when that king actually became a king, so here we have a problem. I'm a Bezdin, and a document comes to me, and I see a document that was signed by witnesses, and the witnesses say, the loiva came to us and said, do me a favor, do me a favor, give me a document that I borrowed money from him and him, and the halacha is that you're allowed to do it even though the malva is not there and even though the loan is not happening because the guy wants to say that he borrowed money, he needs the document. And the aides say, we don't know if the date was before the loan or after the loan. But we do know that this loiva basically got money from this malva at another time from the date that's written in the star. In other words, we know that there was one halva, there was one loan, there were no two loans. Okay? So... They say, we know that there was a loan, but we don't know if this date here is... The, the, the loan that what was, it's not the date that was written in the Shtar. They wrote the Shtar without seeing the Halva. So if we don't know when the Melech became a Melech, so we're not going to know if this Shtar is a Shtar Muktam or a Shtar Mu'ukhar. Let's give an example that Rashi gives. If it says in the Shtar, Kislev of the third year of the king. Kislev of the third year of the king. <coughs> The Aedes come and say, ah? Which king? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have the same name. Mm-hmm. What? All these kings had the same name. Often they had the same name. I mean, that depended on the situation. Then they say the loan actually happened Tammuz of the third year. The loan happened Tammuz of the third year. Now, if the king became a king after Tammuz before Kislev, if he became, so then what, what, what's the word? So then Kislev is before Tammuz. So the shtar is a shtar muktim. Why is the shtar a muktim? Because the date was Kislev, the third year, and the loan was Tamos. So it's a possible shtar. But what if it was the other way around? What if the king became a king after Kislev before Tamos? Then, after Kislev before Tamos, then it's good. Then Tamos precedes Kislev in the year of the king. So it's a shtar muktim, it's kosher. So therefore, Bezdom won't know what to do. So therefore they always made Be'echad B'tishri should be the cutoff time. So therefore you always know that what? If the date is Kislev and the loan was Tammuz, so is it a Shtar Muktam or Shtar Mokhar? If the date is Kislev and the loan was Tammuz, it's a Shtar Muktam or Shtar Mokhar? Shtar Muktam. Because Rosh Hashanah L'Malachim is when? Be'echad B'tishri for Shtaris, not Rosh Hashanah L'Malachim. Be'echad B'tishri is the Shtaris and therefore it's going to be a Shtar Muktam. So the Gemara, let's just see v'hatnan be'echad b'nisin u'shoshanah l'malachim. I don't understand you. A line earlier, you said it's echad b'nisin. V'amrin, and we asked in Daf Beis l'may hilchus what's negayah? V'amrin, b'chizdel u'shtaris. You just said the same whole Torah you said on echad b'nisin. 
And for the Gemara Loi Kasha, Kan Malchi Yisrael, Kan Malchi Yisrael. When we said that Shoshana Lishtadis is the first day of Nisan, it's talking about Jewish kings. Here, when we're saying Echad Betishis is Shoshana for years, Negev for your documents, it's talking about non-Jewish kings. It's two different types of kings. Zagdi Gemara, Eloha, the Amr, Reb Chiz, Reb Chiz, said on the Gimel already, Loi Shonu, Elo, Lamalchi, Solo, Lamalchi, Masolo, according to you. I need and to tell me what the mission is going to say the next line that which means for non-Jewish kings. So the Gemara is not telling you the din. The din I know from the Mishnah. Rebchizda comes and teaches us how the Mishnah knows it. You remember the Gemara, Reb Chizda there goes into all of the details in discussing the Psukim about Persian history, about Nehemiah showing that there's a distinction between how they counted the non-Jewish king's anniversaries to the Jewish king's anniversaries. So Reb is not telling you the Halacha, he's just saying the Halacha as a prelude to explain the reason, the sources of the Halacha from the Psukim. But the Halacha itself we know from the Mishnah. But the question is, how did the Mishnah make this distinction? Why would Chazal make this distinction? So the Chizda is explained to you from the Psukim that there's a difference between Malchi Yisrael and Malchi Masailam, but the Vart is the same Vart. It's a Rosh Hashanah for the anniversary of the king that is relevant for documents. For non-Jewish kings, it's going to be the first day of Tishrei. That is going to be the, considered the new year of the anniversary. For Jewish kings, it's going to be the Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and that's what we call Rosh Hashanah L'Malachim. We recognize the Jewish kings as kings. It's interesting. For the non-Jewish kings, we'll call it Shanim, and for the Jewish kings, we'll call it Melachim. Because the real Malchus, we want to attribute to the Jewish kings. So over there, we'll call it Rosh Hashanah L'Malachim, and for the non-Jewish kings, we'll call it Rosh Hashanah L'Shanim, Rosh Hashanah for years. This is the first perspective of Reb Chizda. The Gemara is going to go on to give different perspectives of why this is a Rosh Hashanah, not connected necessarily to the non-Jewish kings. That's the reason they- Seven lines from the bottom, Chesam and Aleph. This line starts Lashmeinah, the second Lashmeinah. By the words Vi'iba Yisema. So the Gemara is now addressing the next part of the Mishnah that taught us that the first day of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah, Lashanim. It's Rosh Hashanah for years. And the question is, okay. So we start counting our years from Echad B'Tishrei, which is what we do. Our years, we start counting on the first day of Tishrei. The question is, Lamai Hilchasim. What are the halachic ramifications? In other words, why is that really relevant? So the first answer was presented by Rav Papa. And Rav Papa says it's extremely relevant for documents. Mushtaris has explained at length. And what, we're referring, what we're, we are referring here to is not counting of the years since the creation of the world, but counting of the years of the anniversary the of the king who was reigning at the time. And every Echad B'Tishrei is counted as a new year, regardless which day in the year he was actually coronated and when he assumed his throne. On this the Gemara wondered, we just said earlier that that is designated for the first day of Nisan, Rish Hashanah L'Malachim. So Chizda explained, that there were two types of kings. There were Jewish kings and there were non-Jewish kings. The Jewish kings, their anniversary is celebrated on the first day of Nisan. Nisan is, so to speak, the Jewish month. Nisan is the month of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. 
Nisan is the month when Jews, this is the Chidush Aran explains, the Jews became an independent people and therefore they can have their own king. They're not under Paray's dictatorship anymore. In other words, Nisan is the Jewish celebration of independence, the celebration when Jews become a nation, so therefore that's when Jewish kings celebrate their anniversary. Tishrei, on the other hand, is considered the universal month. It reflects all of humanity, right? especially if you're going to believe, I mean, we're going to discuss that machleikas a little later in the Gemara, if the world was created in Tishrei or in Nisan, but if it was created in Tishrei, so then Adam Arishin was created on Echad B'Tishrei, Adam and Chava. Adam and Chava are the fathers, Adam and Chava are the parents of all of humanity, the Jewish people as well, but all of humanity. So really, every person is connected to Adam and Chava. He is the father of every single human being. It's not the Jewish unique month. So Reb Chizda says, this is just the explanation, that Tishrei, Echad B'Tishrei, Shoshana L'Shanem is what? Which year? The year of the non-Jewish king. That was the explanation that I said Rav Pop. I said Rav. I said Rav Chizda. This is Rav Chizda's explanation. Ah, if so, why does the Gemara quote it earlier in the name of Rav Chizda when really it's a clear Mishnah? And Rav Chizda told it to us as a Chiddush earlier on Dav Gimel. That when it says Rishashan Malachim, it's only for Jewish kings, but not for non-Jewish kings. <laughs> he should have just said the Mishnah says it a line later. And this the Gemara answers Einachanami. The sources in the Mishnah of Chizda was just explaining how the Mishnah knew it. In other words, why we would differentiate on one of the sources. And for this, he gave us the Psukim of Tanakh that we learned earlier in Dav Gimel to establish this truth. So this is where the answer is holding at the moment that there's both Rishashan Malachim. This is called Malachim, this is called Shanim, this is called for Jewish kings, and this is for non-Jewish kings. means, Iboyis means if you want, Ema, say. That's why whenever the Gemara gives an alternative, a second answer, it's usually Iboyis Ema, which means E, if, Boyis, you want, Ema, say. In other words, if you wish, there's another answer. What is the second answer? Who said earlier in the Gemara that Gentile kings count their anniversary from the first day of Tishrei? He actually holds that when it says in the Mishnah that Echad B'Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah it's not referring to the years of the king, which would of course make it a little more Geshmak, because then it's not a repetition of Rosh Hashanah it's just different kings. Rosh Hashanah would actually be a new thing that doesn't exist before. According to Rav Papa's interpretation, both are Rosh Hashanah and the Malachim. Just one is for Jewish kings, one is for non-Jewish kings. So you differentiate it by using the word Malachim and using the word Shana. So the Gemara says, no, it's possible that Rosh Hashanah and actually means something completely different, as we will see. And therefore, when Rebchizda said on Dav Gimel, that from Malchi Umas you count from Tishrei, it was a Chiddush. It wasn't something that says in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is talking about something else. What would then be the interpretation of Rosh Hashanah L'Shanam? He says, like Reb Zayden, Reb Chizda holds like Reb Zayden, and therefore he says that for Malchi Yom you have a different Rosh Hashanah, because he doesn't have that source in the Mishnah. Not like we explained before in Rev Pop. What's Reb Zayden Maslama? Reb Zayden said, when the Mishnah says that the first day of Tishrei Rosh Hashanah L'Shanam, the Mishnah is talking about L'Tkufa. It's talking about what we call the Tkufa, which means the change of season. We'll explain in a moment. Because Rabbi said that our Mishnah follows Rabbi Eliezer, the Omar, who says 
And this is going to be the discussion on Dafyud, B'tishrei Nivra HaOilam, that the world was created on Tishrei, versus Rabbi Yeshua, who believes that the world was created in the month of Nisan. And therefore, according to Rabbi Lezer, that the world was created in Tishrei, so therefore the first Kufa, the first Kufa of creation is not the Kufa of Nisan, it's the Kufa of Tishrei. So therefore, when you say Rosh Hashanah L'shanim, that's what you're saying, it's the Rosh Hashanah for years, meaning the first Kufa is not. Tkufas Nisan, the first Kufa is Tkufas Tishrei, because this is following the shit of Rabbi Eliezer, that Betishrei never had. That's a wonderful question. You can ask on this. Also, Lamai Hilchisa. Same question we asked before. Fine. So we know that this is the first Kufa when the world was created because Betishrei never had. Lamai Hilchisa. That's a very good question. So, briefly, when we say Litkufa, what are we referring to? We know that there are four seasons in the year, generally. The tropical year, in other words, the solar year, we have four seasons. What we call spring. And you have summer, and then you have uh, huh? yeah, and you have the autumn, and then you have the winter, the cold months. So when we see your nashi, take a look. Rebchizda, to tell us that the Rishonah for Gentile kings is Tishrei. Leslie Hadid of Papa, the Padish Rishonah Lashanim, the Hachalashtaris. He actually disagrees with Rav Papa, who says, Rosh Hashanah L'shanah means L'shanahs. When he's looking for an interpretation of Shanim, he chooses Rav Zayda, not Rav Papa. That Rav Zayda, Masni, Rosh Hashanah L'shanim, means L'tkufas Chamo Levonah, meaning Loimar, Shemoinin Libri Yosan V'hilucham. Shal Tkufas HaChama, Umoildas HaLevonah Metishneh. The way we count the year is, based on the creation and the movements of the Tkufa of the Chama and the births of the Levana, we always started from Tishrei, not from Nisan. <laughs> so we have these four seasons, and they're known as Tkufas Nisan. This is when spring begins. Then you have what's known as Tkufas Sivan, when summer begins. Then you have Tkufas Tishrei, that's the end of the summer, autumn begins. And then you have Tkufas Tevis. This is... Winter begins. I'm sorry, Thomas. Thomas, yeah. Each Kufa is approximately three months, around 91 days. So therefore, if you start with Tishrei, so you'll have Tishrei, Cheshven, and Kislev, and then you'll have Tkufas Tevis. Then you'll have Tevis, Shvat, Adar, and you'll have Tkufas Nisan, you'll have Nisan, Iyer, Sivan, and you'll have Tkufas, Thomas. In English, Tkufas Nisan, they call it today the Equinox. And it's basically, it's marked, we, 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 know that we see the Tkufas immediately, because one Tkufa, Tkufas Nisan and Tkufas Tishrei, will be the days when, when, those days in the year, two days out of the year, when the day and the night will be equal. Equal. Usually it's either a longer day, a shorter night, or a longer night and a shorter day. But those two days, when the sun is parallel with the equator, according to the orbit, so those are unique two days, that begins Tkufas Nisan, and then Tkufas Tishrei. Then you'll have Tkufas Sivan, I'm sorry, Tkufas Tamos, that day will be the longest day of the year, and the shortest night of the year. And then you'll have Tkufas Tevis, and you'll have the exact opposite. The shortest day of the year and the longest night of the year. What's the translation of Tkufa? 
Oh, so the question is, what does the word mean? What the word means? So the Rishonim say that it's connected to the word hakafa, like hakaf, kufa. Equinox, equinox, equinox. That's kufas nis. So the and and basically these are the beginning of the seasons. So each kufa is approximately uh, ninety days or ninety-one days actually. There's a there's a machlokes exactly how you measure the kufas which we're going to get to. <coughs> no, no. It generally is not counted in the Hebrew months because it's remember our Hebrew months follow the moon and the kufas are based on the. Sun, not the moon. So therefore, the tkufas are usually in the, the days of the secular calendar. It's um, it's uh, 21st. it's the twenty first. So you have the twenty first of uh, March around approximately twenty first of March is tkufas Nissen. Then you have tkufas Tammuz is the twenty first of June. Then you'll have tkufas Tishrei will be uh, will be um, uh, September. September twenty uh, September is uh, yet yeah, 21st. And then you left Kufus Tevis is usually around December 21st or sometimes December 23rd. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Right, around December 23rd, that's going to be Kufus Tevis. Those are the Kufus. Now the question is, when did the Kufus begin? <coughs> if the world was created in the month of Nisan, so the Rebbeinu Shalolim set up the system that history should begin with the season of Nisan. So on the Wednesday, it says in Chumash, that on Wednesday, Hashem said, Yehi Ma'oris, Yerikiyah HaShemayim, the Wednesday of creation. So the Ma'oris, the luminaries, which are the sun and the moon, start functioning. So then they start functioning as the Tkufa of Nisan. Tkufa comes from the word Hekef, which means orbit, like Hakafa, right? Make Hakafas. He created Zman at that time. Time as well, right? Right, right. So the creation of the time and of the functioning of the galaxies was related to what happens in what happens every single year in the Tkufa of Nis, and that's how it begins. Or if you say, according to Rebbe that's the shit of Rebbe Yeshua, which is going to be discussed in that view at length. Or the shit of Rebbe Lazar is, Betishri Nivra'il. If so, the first Tkufa would be Tkufas Tishrei. So when the Ma'iris, the luminaries, were hung up, so to speak, in the heaven, and the Hekaf begins, each Tkufa represents a certain Hekaf, a certain... Um, uh, end in the orbit. It's not the complete orbit. The complete orbit ends after 365 days. It's a point in the orbit that completes a certain heck of, that's why they call it Tkufa. And there are four such points which basically are responsible for the different types of seasons during the year. It's very, very cold, or it's very, very hot, or it's beautiful or nice weather. That depends on the relationship between the position of the sun and the earth. And each tkufa represents a different <coughs> position in that uh, relationship. Hence, the different tropical seasons of Nisan, Tammuz, Tishri, and Tevis. So as a result of this, if you say that the world was created in Tishrei, and therefore the tkufas begin with tkufas Tishrei, that would mean that Tishrei is the first season by which you count. Now you'll say, Lamai Hilchisa, Lamai Nafkemina. Why is this so negaya? So if you'll just look, the first opening words of Toysavis, we still, Be'ezer Hashem, going to get back to the Tosfos. This is a long, complicated Tosfos that has to do with the Cheshbonus of Tishrei and Nisan. But I want to, I want to introduce you. To... Yeah. Isn't that what he's telling you? This is when you're going to start calculating. You know when to calculate from. You have to start calculating from a point. From a point, right? So that's from creation. Is. That would be one difference. 
when you start count, counting, uh, calculating your moilet. Toysvah says, look at Toysvah, he sums it up, he says, Umoynin moilet halavona, v'hatkufa me'echad batishrei, two things. And these two things you see in Rashi. Number one, you start counting the birth of the new moon, which means the first Rishchoyder, so to speak. What is called Moilad Halavana, when do you count it? Not from Echad Benissan, but from Echad Betishrei. And the same is true with the Tkufa. So this is both Negea to the sun, which is responsible for the Tkufas for the tropical seasons, and for the moon for the Moilad. That's why Rashi says, Moinin Libriyasan Vehiluchan Shal Tkufa Sachama O Moldus Halavana Metishrei. But don't One second. No, you're, you're right. No, no, no. He's just saying two separate things. Like Rebbe Lazar. No, no, you're right. You're right. So we can take that into calculation. We take that into consideration. 100. percent Yeah. So Toysvah says, "For Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua would say Nissan. Now you may say, "Who cares?" Toysvah says, "V'yesh nafkusa merube bedavar." This is very important. There's a big nafkim in it. Nafkusa means there's a lot of ramifications here. The fact that this minion is a half a year before this one, because Rishchidosh Tishrei is a half a year before Rishchidosh Nisan, yesh nafkusa merube bedavar. There, are, there is a very important result of this, and that's why it's Negea, Lamai Helchus. What is the difference? So the Torah just says, V'yash nafkus v'davon, you got to figure it out. And then he goes off to a whole other subject about Nisan and Tishrei, which needs more introductions. Belina, the Be'ezer Hashem, will get back to this Torah, because it's a big, a big central Torah, but the Pnei Yeshua here in Torah explains that what Toysus probably means here, that there's such an afkusa bedover is, generally we have a din, and this is a very important din because it's the Yisoydis of Ibra Hashanah, that when it says Shamar is Chaydash Ha'aviv, we have to make sure that Chaydash Ha'aviv, that Nisan is in the month of spring. Pesach is celebrated in the month of spring. First of all, it has practical ramifications, because on Pesach you had to bring a carbon oimer. So you had to have ready, ripe barley. If you're still in winter season, you're not going to have your barley, you can't bring a carbon oimer, you don't have your svirus oimer, you're being mavatal the mitzvah sesay, you're affecting shvuas. I mean, on shvuas, you need chita, but you have another two months for that. But yes, you must have a carbon So practically speaking, you need to make sure that your Pesach is not happening Hanukkah time. That's number one. Number two, the Torah clearly says, Shamar, and you need a shmirah. Why do you need a shmir of it? Whenever it says shmir, it means you have to guard it, because if not, the ganav is going to run away. And the reason is because Pesach is going to run away, Taka. <laughs> Pesach is going to run away because Pesach is based on the lunar month, as we explained. And the lunar month is 11 months shorter than, the lunar year is 11 months shorter than the solar year. And therefore, every single year, you're going to have a bigger and larger and larger discrepancy, as they have in the Muslim calendar when it comes to Ramadan. So therefore, Shomer is Chodesh Shavuot, you have to guard Chodesh Shavuot. How do you guard Chodesh Shavuot? Basically, every few years, you have to give our lunar year an extra 30 days. And that way, it catches up, and 
we don't have a discrepancy between the seasons, which are based on the sun, and the Yom Tovim, which are based on the moon. If this is the case, Chazal had to make sure, the Sanhedrin had to make sure, that Tesvav Nisan was always after Tkufas Nisan. Tkufas Nisan had to begin before Tesvav Nisan. In other words, before Pesach comes in, you already have the Tkufa, the era, the orbit of Nisan, which basically is the introduction of spring. So that the carbon Pesach and Pesach, the Yom Tov Pesach is being done in Chodesh Av. If they saw that Kufas Nisan falls out after Tesvav Nisan, in other words, Pesach, our Pesach, the 15th day of Nisan is starting before Tkufas Nisan. Remember, Tesvav Nisan is based on the moon. Tkufas Nisan, what we call Tkufas Nisan, is based on the sun. So if they saw that Tesvav Nisan is starting before Tkufas Nisan, so your Pesach is starting before spring, this was the reason to create Ibur Hashanah, to add another month, to add an extra other. So of course, even if Tkufas Nisan would start Yud Zayin Nisan, it's not a problem because it's going to start Yud Zayin Adr Shani, or Chaf Adr Shani, or Chafei Adr Shani, and by the time Pesach comes, you're perfectly in Tkufas Nisan. If this is the case, we have to understand when the Tkufas began. Why? Because generally speaking, as the Pnei Yeshua says from the Gemara, Generally speaking, because I say generally because there's a big machlekas between Reb Shmuel and Reb Ada, how you uh, counted Kufis, and it basically has to do with when the orbit of the sun is completed every year. But generally speaking, we're talking about the separation, the time of every Kufa is 91 days and seven and a half hours. 91 days and seven and a half hours, which is approximately three months, right? If a month is 30 days, so 30, 60, 90, approximately a little more than three months. 91 days fits in perfectly to weeks. 91 days is 13 weeks exact, right? 91 has 13 weeks. So therefore, if uh, between one kuf and another kuf is 91 days, essentially, it's the same day the tkufa, the next kufa is going to be the same, the, the tkufa now is going to be the same day of the week, but it's going to be seven and a half hours off, seven and a half hours later, because one, the, the, the separation is 91 days and seven and a half hours. So if this is the case, if you're going, if you're skipping two tkufas, if you're going from tkufas tishre to tkufas nisan, so you have 91 days twice, and seven and a half hours twice, so the difference is going to be 15 hours. That's going to be the difference. 15 hours. So here, the Pnei Yeshua says, this is what Toysfus means, that there's a major difference <coughs> if you start your Tkufus with Tishrei, or if you start your Tkufus with Nisan. Because if you start <coughs> your Tkufus with Nisan, so then Tkufus Tishrei is going to be 15 hours later. You start Tkufus Tishrei, so Tkufus Nisan is going to be 15 hours later. So sometimes the Sanhedrin could look at Tesvav Nisan and Kufas Nisan, right? And if you started with Kufas Tishrei, so then they're going to say, <coughs> you have enough time. Or the other way, they may say you don't have enough time. In other words, this difference of 15 hours could be the question if Tesvav Nisan started after Kufas Nisan, and then you need an extra month for Ibar Hashanah, or Tesvav Nisan started before Kufas Nisan. And that depends when Kufas Nisan is. 
So if Tkufas Nisan, you understand, if Tkufas Nisan was the first, so Tkufas Tishrei is going to be later. If Tkufas Tishrei is the first, then Tkufas Nisan is going to be 15 hours later. If Tkufas Nisan is going to be 15 hours later, so let's say Tkufas Nisan starts, right, 14 hours after Pesach begins. Or whatever, after Tesvav Nisan, a few hours. Do you make an Ibra Hashanah? Don't you make an Ibra Hashanah? You have to make an Ibra Hashanah. Because Tesvav Nisan has to be after Tkufas Nisan. This would be a major chilek if you count like Rebbe Lazar or you count like Rebbe Show when it comes to Tkufas. How come we have Pesach in May these years? Is the Chavad good? May is fine. Remember, Tkufas starts in April. April 21. March. I mean March 21. That's fine. You're good. The end of March, you're good. The end of March, you're good. That's spring. That's going to be the day, the time when the day and the night will be equal. Basically, six o'clock a.m. to six o'clock p.m. Yeah. The American calendar, which is based on the Roman calendar, is completely based on the sun. They don't. They don't need. It. They don't do. They don't work with it. You don't need the moon for it. They don't need, the moon makes it complicated because it's a different mahalach. The Muslims follow only the moon. <coughs> The Romans and today's calendar here in America follows only the sun. Okay, you have your problems. They have they have different issues that come up, but it's basically you're dealing only with one orbit. In the Jewish calendar, you're synchronizing two different orbits that don't work together. They're not supposed to work together, but we need them to work together because our months have to follow the moon. It says. <laughs> Our Chadashim follow the Chidush Halavana. We need to take into consideration the moon. We don't have any other months. We don't make months based on the sun. We don't take the solar year and split it into 12 parts. We don't do that. We look at the moon and we follow the orbit of the moon and that's where we make our Rish Chodesh. So our Pesach has to follow the moon. We don't have another Pesach. That's our Tesvavnis. On the other hand, it has to be Chodesh Aviv. So this is where you need the synchronization. We're in the middle, so. Legabayas. Legabayas. Somebody once said that Israel is a wonderful country, it's just in a bad neighborhood. Yes. Yes. You have the, we're going to learn that you have the two calendars, the Julian calendar by Julius Caesar, and then the Gregorian calendar that was changed by the Pope in order to make it uh, more adjustable. We'll see, it becomes very negate to Archish Yes, always, a, yeah. How, how, if it's only a 15 hour difference, how would you difference You're right. the difference between a Lamed Right, so that you can make either 29 days or 30 days. That the Sanhedrin could make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they can make 29 or 30. They... Oh, so that's why we say don't make it before Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> we said the Ibar year should not be made before Rosh Hashanah, it should be made as close as possible so that every Jew in Chutzla is That we learned before. Oh. <laughs> Lamed only b'diyavet. Lamed other you can only make b'diyavet. If they did it, it's mekudesh. We're talking about fifteen hours over here. So if they did, no, 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 no. They have to do the ibr before Lamed other, but they see that the tkuf. Remember, you could you could calculate the tkuf much before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The calculation they made before. So Rosh Hashanah means 
the new year begins. What's pshat? The new year begins Kufa. that we look at the creation of the world in Tishrei, and therefore, when we look at Kufas, we say, "What's the first Kufa? The first Kufa is Tishrei, not Nisan. Or what's the first Milad? The first Milad is the Levana of Tishrei, not Nisan. According to Ah, according to Rebbelezer, and our Mishnah Rebbezer says follows Rebbelezer. That's what Shalom Lashon. Reb Nachum by Yitzchak Amar. Reb Nachum by Yitzchak says. It's a whole different word. Echa b'tishrei shalom l'shanam has nothing to do with kufis and only with stars. Ladin, it has to do with din, with judgment. What's the din? You know, we we or today in the Jewish world, everybody knows the Rish Hashanah yim kippah yim hadin, but it doesn't say anywhere in Chumash such a thing. Nor does it any say, the word yom hadin even brought in Chumash. Nor does the Chumash even bring the word Rish Hashanah. Right, the name Rish Hashanah you don't have in Chumash. In Chumash it says that on the seventh month, on the first day, it should be Yom Trua Yilcha. So the whole thing about Rosh Hashanah is not stated explicitly in Chumash. So when Rachman says that Rosh Hashanah L'shanah means that it's a din, it's the day that the year is judged, the whole year is judged on this day, he has to bring a source for this. Where does this say? The Ksiv, there's a Pasuk in Parshas Ekev. Moshe Rabbeinu is praising and extolling the virtues of Eretz Yisrael. And he says the famous Pasuk, Eretz Asher Hashem Alekecha Doirish Oisa. Tomid Eine Hashem Alekecha Bo Meireshis Hashana Vaad Achrishan. It's the land that Hashem, his, the eyes of Hashem are on this land from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. So the Chachamim explained this Pasuk. What does it mean his eyes are there from the beginning of the year till the end of the year? Could have said, his eyes are there always. If it's from the beginning of the year till the end of the year, so then it's always, right? So they'll say, Eine Hashem alakecha batamit. So the Chazal Taich, Meireshis Hashan and Nidain, Ma Yehei Besoif. That basically, Meireshis Hashan of Adachris Shana. From the beginning of every year, he judges what is going to happen for this year till the end of the year. Every year has its own cheshben, its own unique energy, its own unique opportunities, its own unique mission, its own unique challenges, its own unique virtues. So that's why there's a separation made When is that Reishis Hashanah? When is this beginning of the year again? We could make the beginning of the year whenever we want. It could be Rishchidosh Tishrei, it could be Rishchidosh Tevis. Vasepes Rishchidosh Tishrei, this is the beginning of the year. Zagdi Gemara, how do you know it's Tishrei? It says Reishis Hashanah. So you're telling me Pshat is that there's one day in the beginning of the year that the Rebbeinu Shalom judges and decides what's going to happen for the entire year from the beginning of the year till the end of the year. At So the question is, how do you know it's Tishrei? Zagdi Gemara Diksiv. Let's just see Rashi Diksiv. Eine Hashem Reb Nachem Ayitzchak Amar. So Rashi the Shoshana L'Shanim the Tanan Hacha L'Din Tana. It's talking about judgment. Shakadish Baruch Hu Don B'Tishrei is Kol Boy Yolam. He judges everyone in the world. Kol Boy Yolam means not only Jews, every single person who's a citizen of the world. Kol Akoyris Oisam everything that's going to happen with them. Ad Tishrei about till the next Tishrei. Eight Diksiv Eine Hashem Alakecha B'Mereishis Hashana Hanigzorois. Hanigzorois are leha. Memayde Tishrei. How do you know it's Tishrei? Zog the Gemara Diksiv because there's a pasuk in Tehillim, Perik Pei Aleph, Kapitel Pei Aleph, and it's actually the Shir Shalyoim of Thursday. Tiku b'Chodesh Shoifer b'Kesa leYoim Chagenu ki Chokli Yisrael hu Mishpat lelekayak. It's a very interesting pasuk. Let's translate the pasuk. Tiku b'Chodesh Shoifer. You should blow in the month Shoifer. 
It doesn't say which month. It just says blow shayfer in the month. Tikkun b'chayde shayfer. Bakesa liyoyim chagenu. What does bakesa liyoyim chagenu mean? So literally, the mafarshim say bakesa. Rashi brings into Hillel means a designated time. Tikkun b'chayde shayfer. You should blow shayfer b'chaydish. Bakesa liyoyim chagenu with a designated time for the day of our halal. The Gemara here is going to touch bakesa from the word kisui, which means a cover. Cover up, like michsa, lechasis, eclipsed. So he says like this, what's tiku b'chayda shayfa b'chayda shayfa What do you mean blow shayfa during a month? A whole month you blow shayfa? Which month? So we see here, tiku b'chayda shayfa means you have to blow shayfa when b'chayda shayfa b'chayda shayfa which is a holiday shayfa b'chayda boy, that the chayda is covered up during that holiday. And generally, when we say here Chaydish, we don't mean Chaydish as we say Chaydish, which means a month. The reason we call Chaydish a month is because it comes from the word Chadash, which means new, like the word Chidush. Why do we call a month new? The answer is because a month is based on the fact that there's a new moon. So the whole month is called Chaydish only because it comes from the Chidush Halavana. Unlike, of course, the lunar cycle, the so, the, unlike the solar cycle, the lunar cycle is one that during the month, the moon goes through a complete orbit around the earth, and as we know, the system is that there are different stages in the moon, what we call the waxing and waning of the moon, and generally the moon makes this orbit around the earth, so when the moon actually is in a position where it's between the earth and the sun, so the moon is facing the sun, we can only see a half of the moon, the half a ball that we can see, 180 degrees of the ball of the moon, when the moon is facing the sun and actually absorbing all of its light, but it's parallel, it's in between the earth. If this, is the, if, this is, if this is the earth, and then you have here the moon, and then you have the sun on top of it, and the moon is facing the sun, so the moon is absorbing all the light, and we see absolutely nothing. That is the moment of the new moon, so to speak. When the moon starts moving away a little bit, so then you see the thin... Uh, the sliver, the crescent of the moon. And then as it moves further away, you see more of the sliver, more of the crescent. It waxes and it grows until the moon goes the other side and now the moon is on the other side and the earth is between the sun and the moon. And now the half of the moon that we see, we see perfectly as it's reflecting the light of the sun and it's show, showing it shows us that light. And then the moon starts getting closer to the sun as it's completing its orbit, and here again, it wanes, it becomes smaller and smaller, until it becomes, goes back to that position, between the earth and the sun, where again, it's going to be completely eclipsed. That moment is called Rosh Chodesh, but we cannot celebrate that moment yet, because we don't see anything. When the witnesses see the moon, the moon already moved out a little bit, so now they could see the new moon, which is always a tiny little sliver, and then they can come to Bezdin, and Bezdin will make it Rosh Chodesh. So that's the moment of the moilet, of the birth of the new moon, and that's what we mean by chaydish. It's a new moon. Why is it called a new moon? Because it's, so to speak, reborn. Of course, Lagabi, the moon itself, the moon is always there, the moon didn't disappear. But from our vantage point, you say the moon disappeared, it was gone, it was, so to speak, dead, and it has tchiyas hamesim. It's rebirth. This is called moilet alavon. Sheheim asidim lehischadish kemoisim. Because the earth can't block the... 
It's not the position of the earth, the view of the of the of the moon reflecting the sun. It's just we get to see it because of our position. So actually, we see the light most when it's the most distant from its source. Are we not in the middle of it? It's just, we are standing in the, in the middle of the sun. Lagabi, the sun's light, it doesn't work. The size of the sun is much better. You have to get the great question this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I asked a question because I watched Shia. The whole Shia you went through? So, so Rashi says, Ezo, so, so now which yomtif is a yomtif of Kesa? Every other yomtif, Pesach is the 15th day of the month. There's no cover-up of the moon. Sukkot is the 15th day of the month. There's no cover-up of the moon. Chanukah and Purim are yom tov and they're anyway not in days of cover-up of the moon. Shvuas is again, Vav Sivin is not in the day of cover-up of the moon. This moon you could see, Ezo Chag Shachodesh Meskasabon. When is Bakesa Yom Chagenu? A Yom Chagenu that's characterized by Kesa? We know the answer. There's only one Yom Tov like that. Have a Yom Ezerish Hashanah. So when it says Tiku Bachoydish Shaifer, what does it mean? It means Tiku Rosh Chaydish. You should blow on the new moon Shaifer. Bakesa Yom Chagenu, the holiday that is celebrated when you have Chaydish, when you have the new moon, in other words, when the moon is covered up. Huh? You're right. Part of Hanukkah. But it doesn't begin, but Kes, huh? According to Bishama, Uksiv. So we know that what this Pasuk is talking about is Shashan. Even though it doesn't say the word Shashan, it doesn't say the word Tishrei, but it says, Bakes Aliyam Chagain. Uksiv, right after that, it says, You should blow Shoifer, why? Ki Chaikli Yisrael, who Mishpat Lalakayaka. It's a time of a Chaik, a law established for the Jewish people. And then we say right after that, it's Mishpat, it's a time of justice for Lakayaka. So we have a clear Pasuk in Tehillim, Kapitel Kayalif. Which indicates that the first day of Tishrei, which is Rosh Hashanah, Bakas Aleim Chagenu, is the Yom Hamishpat. That's the source that Rosh Hashanah's Yom did. Tehill and Payal of Shir Shlayim of Yom Chamishi, and that's what Rav Nachman Yitzchak says. Rosh Hashanah Lashanah means it's the Reishis Hashanah Vat Achir Hashanah. So when it says in Akev, May Reishis Hashanah Vat Achir Hashanah, it's referring to what's Reishis Hashanah. I don't know what Reishis Hashanah is, but from Tehill I see Reishis Hashanah is Echad B'Tishrei, and that's the Mishpat L'Vakayakov, and that's why it says from the beginning of the year till the end of the year, because he's examining what's going to happen this year and deciding the fate and the destiny and the unique uh, mission of this year. I think I told you once, there's a beautiful word from the Divri Yoyal, from the Satmar Rebbe, he says, why does it say Meresh's Hashanah v'ad acharis Shonah? I'll be diktuk, either you say Meresh's Hashanah v'ad acharis Hashanah, or Meresh's Shonah v'ad acharis Shonah. For example, in English you say, from the beginning of the year till the end of the year, or from the beginning of a year till the end of a year, not from the beginning of the year till the end of a year. So he said that people in the beginning of the year, most people have this feeling that this is going to be Hashanah. It's going to be the year of my life. This is going to be unbelievable, you know. You remember the first day in Yeshiva, you come in, a fresh Chavrusa, a fresh Rebbe, everything is good, it's going to be the year. And then the year goes by, a week later you get thrown out, the week goes by, and you come the end of the year, it's... Another year bites the dust. Another year bites the dust. You know, this is going to be the year I'm going to make my dreams come true. So that's another. So the Titus says, you just know this is this is how this is how life works. So first of all, don't get depressed. There's going to be a new year. And second of all, try to make sure that the end of the year should also be able to be Hashan and not just Shan. So I said we say in Huolakenu and Musaf of Shabbos, Henga Alta Yashem, Acharis Kivreshis. That the Acharis. Should be able to be like the Bereshis, should be able to be Hashanah, should be able to be the year. 
So Mela, what's Rashis Hashanah's Echad Tish? Zagdigamar. We have three interpretations. Reb Papa says it's Shtaris, Reb Zayda says it's Kufas, Reb Nachman says it's Judgment. Did. But the word was actually You could say. You could say. You could say. But it says in Tehillim that this is the time of Mishpat. You don't have to say anymore that the Mishnah is following the Belezer, Betishin of Re'elam, and according to Reb Papa, you also don't have to say it follows the Belezer, because Lushtaris is not Negea, Malchi Yomasoylam, they count for Tishri. Yeah, it's not Negea, yeah. Zog the Gemara Vaita, ah? What's the difference of what? No, this is the day. This is the day the Rabbi Nishalayim specially examines every person's life <coughs> and the whole world. You know, it's the Cheshbon Anefesh. He makes a Cheshbon Anefesh, Vusahalt of the Welt. On some level, listen, if a person is open to it, so then they can experience it more. The rabbis taught would not go in to the din of Rosh Hashanah until they don't make sure that Bezdin Shalomata was Makadosh the Chaydish. In other words, Bezdin Shalmaila, so to speak, has to wait. What happens, Lamata? Is it time of Yom Hadin? We don't know. If they made it Rosh Chaydish Tishrei, so Yom Hadin. But what if Elul had 30 days? So then it starts a day later. So Bezdin Shalomayla will not go into the Deim Hadin until they look at Bezdin Shalomata. That's Pshat Ki Choykli Yisrael Hu, Mishpat Lelekei Yaakov. It's Yisrael that have to begin the process, and then Lelekei Yaakov could make the Mishpat based on Yisrael. But it's always Kitshu Bezdin Shalomata Sachaydish, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yisrael Inu Dikachinu Lezmanam, yeah. So Bezdin Shalomata is Nechasin Ladin. After Kitshu Bezdin Lamata, there's no Din. If the Jew was not Mekadosh Lamata the Chaydish. There's also the Remez, there's a Vart, uh, you talk about Uman, the Kutei Maharan, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, brings from his Eltazeda from the Baal Shem Tev. He says, the Baal Shem Tev once said, it says in Perkeyavis, Lifnei Miyat Ha'osid Litein Din V'Cheshben. So the question is, Pashat and Diktuk, first comes the Cheshben, then comes the Din. Cheshben is the calculation, Din is the verdict. You don't first make the verdict and then make the Cheshben. That's a corrupt court. You first have a Din, then you make a Cheshben. And then he says, also it says, You exact payment from a person consciously and unconsciously. What's Pshat? So the Balshem Nachman brings from the Balshem that he touched that generally throughout life people are given an opportunity to judge people all the time. Right? Baruch Hashem, we have people we meet, you could judge people all the time. You remember Laila 24 hours a day, and some people are busy with that. So Balshem says, Bishah, somebody comes to Bezdin Shalmaila. They don't start judging his life. That's not how it works. Basically, they show him another person's life, and basically, he has to give judgment, or they show him how are you already judged over all of the years. And then they show him that everything he judged on another person, somehow throughout his life, he did the same thing, or something similar. So basically, it starts with a din, and then it starts with a chesh. Then it's a chesh. First is a din on somebody else. And then they say, oh, let's make a chesh here. Here, this is your life. 
So basically, you already made a judgment for yourself. I Nobody mean, has to judge you. Judge somebody good, or you don't judge at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Shoyim in Adam Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. He could have done. He could have done. So that's me daita It's all me daita. You decided, but it's shaloi me daita because you're deciding it on somebody else. Yeah, 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 imagine for sure. And then the Shalom, Midaito is, I decide what's going to happen to me, but Shalom Midaito, because I think I'm deciding it on you. <laughs> and really, I'm deciding it on myself. It's a Musa Haskell the whole year. Yes, yes, yes. Before you judge a person, remember you're judging yourself. But judging is not negative or positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can judge very positively. They say in English, you point a finger at somebody, at that moment, you're pointing. Three fingers at yourself. See? Right, 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 right. <laughs> you see, look, I'm pointing yeah. three fingers at myself. In Yiddish, there's an expression, Ashiltzich. When you say he curses, you don't say Ashilt, Ashiltzich. And he says this explains a story you have after the story of Dovid and Basheva in Tanakh. So Nasan Hanavi came to Dovid and and he tells him this whole beautiful story. There was this guy who had only a sheep, and there was this wealthy man who had a lot, a lot of food. And this poor man came to the wealthy man, he wanted a meal, so the wealthy man stole the sheep from the poor man to give it to the poor man, to, stole the sheep to give it to his guest. In other words, even though he had so many sheep, and this guy only had one sheep, he stole it from him and he slaughtered it. So he asks David, what's the verdict for this guy? He says, this guy is a lowlife, he should be killed. So Nosson Anovi says, Atahaish, you're that man. There was a man, Uriah Hachiti, he had nothing, he just had one woman, Bathsheba, you're the king, you have everything, and you take, you take his wife. So David HaMalach says two words, Chatasi Lasha. I said, so the trailer is, why did he have to make this whole, uh, just tell him, look what you did. So he says, because nobody can judge you, you have to judge yourself. So he told David HaMalach a different story. David HaMalach said what the halach is. And then he says, Atah What's the? This is what the Nachman brings in the name of the Baal What's the Nekudah of this? The Nekudah of this also brings out the Kayach of a Jew. That nobody ultimately can tell you where to go. Not to Ganeid, not to Gehenim, not even Bezdin Shalomayla. Kevayachod, the Rebbeinu Shalomayla, doesn't tell you where to go. You're the <coughs> only one who decides where you go. So when the Gemara says here, Ein Bezdin Shalomayla, Nechnosin Ladin, Elim Ken Kitshu Bezdin Shalomayla, Sachoidish, it's not only collectively on Klal Yisrael, it's also individually. Bezdin Shalomayla never goes into a din to tell a din on anybody unless you were already Mekadosh Lachoidish. You had to decide. You were ready, and if in the positive, you were Makadish the Chaydish, then the whole din is different. I see that it's a time of din for the Jewish people. Chaykli Yisrael is for the Jew. Mishpat Yaakov is for everybody else. What's the problem? The problem Rashi has here, one second. Rosh Hashanah is already Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is because witnesses saw the moon, so it's not Bekesa. Remember, witnesses came to Bezdin, and they say, we saw the moon last night, the 29th, uh, uh, 29 at night we saw the moon, so Bezdin makes 30 Rosh Chodesh. So it's not Chodesh Miskasa, but it says, people who are further, people who are further, 
in the morning for those on the west, at night for those in the east. So generally speaking, it's Bekesa for at least many, many people. It's not a time when you'll be able to have the vision of the moon like other times of the month. There'll only be a few hours during the day that you'll be able to see it. And it depends. In the west, in the west you won't see it in the morning, and in the east you won't see it in the evening. It has to start with Chaykli Yisrael, and then the Rebbeinu Shalaylam could say, Ah, Mishpat Lelekayakov. Without the Jews, he can't do the Mishpat. How do you know that it's also for non Jews? Because it says Mishpat Lelekayakov. If everybody's being judged, so just say everybody's being judged. Why do you single out the Jewish people? Because the Jewish people are judged first. You mean that's a psyakov? You mean that's a psyakov? Yeah, why does he call that a psyakov? You mean why it changes to... Why, why Yaakov Dafka? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his name was Yaakov, and you changed it to Yisrael. That's the Lumazer. Of, of, of Yisrael and yeah, Yaakov. That's something Yaakov is connected, I hear. If you have a king and an entire community and they're being judged. So you first judge the king. Shenemar. When he builds the base of Mikdash, he says, Lasos Mishpat Avdoi, U Mishpat Amoi, Dvar Yoim Biyoime. Lasos Mishpat Avdoi, first is Mishpat Avdoi, which is his servant, Shloimah HaMelech, whom he calls Avdoi, and then is Mishpat Amoi Yisrael. In other words, the prominent one, the king, goes, goes first. My timer, what's the reason? Iboi Yisem, Lavo Rechare, Mekamal Kabroi. It's not derech heretz or echare. I mean, it's not the derech of the world. It's not respectful that the king should stand outside. In other words, that he should just wait outside. So therefore, you do the king first. It's how the covet of the melech. The ibay say another reason is mekama delepush charoin af. Before the king gets very upset, once he starts judging everybody else, and he can get very upset. So then you don't want the king Shereish going to judgment, so therefore the king goes into judgment first. Because of the sins of the Tzibur, so therefore you have the king being judged first, and that's why the din of the Jewish people precedes the din of the other Ummas, because of both reasons. First of all, it's not their Acheres that they should wait, and number two, there should not be Charein Af once we see what is going on in the world at large by many of the nations, by many of the nations of the world. Zogdi Gemara. Yes, Rabbi Litzma. When you judge people, aren't you supposed to be very partial? Where does it come in? Where does it come in? Jean can do everything in a split second. It's not Chayyim. It's not. We didn't say that. What? He's saying it's not a fair judgment. They're after. They were first. They're not. It's not after. He sees them. They're after. 
So something shy like him. He was the main He's saying the chari have to be impartial. What's the chari naf? You get upset, so you change the din. It's a good shayla. What did you ask about zman? That he's being judged first or not first? It's a muscle. It's a muscle. Obviously, it doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean literally in time. It means. The question was why is it a single object? Yeah, the order. Although the pass the order, I don't think he needs means more. No, no, he's no, based on the Pchizda, based on the Pchizda's Vart, we explain in the Pasuk. The Melech Nichas Chila from Shleim HaMelech. So the Mela, according to this, you can explain, just like a Melech, since Kol Yisrael B'nei Melachim, no, not with Pesad HaChshivas HaMelech. Pesad HaChshivas, it just brings out Pesad HaChshivas of the Melech. L'chayra, so therefore K'chayk L'Yisrael. What does it mean for Shmita? That when you say the seventh year is Shmita, what's the seventh year? How does the seventh year begin? How do you talk and know? Maybe Be'echad B'tishri doesn't begin Shmit. How do you know that's the date when you're not allowed to any more work your field? You can't plow, you can't plant, you can't seal your field and cut it off, cut it off from everybody else. You have to keep it open. How do you know this is the time? You can see if the Posik says in Parshas Bahar, Ubashona Hashviz, Shabbos, Shabbos, The Posik says, on the seventh year, you should have a Shabbos, Shabbosin for the land. You shouldn't plant your field. You shouldn't prune your vineyard. So it says, Here we make a Gzair Shav. It says, in this Pasuk. It says by Tishri, also the word Shana. We have in Parshas Ekev later. This is Parshas Bahar. Parshas Ekev we have, And we establish that Hashana over there is talking about what? What's Reishis Hashana? It's talking about Tishrei because Tiku Bachoyde Shoifu Bakasaliyim Chageno. So therefore, we say just like Bereishis Hashana is when Tishrei. So when it says Bashana Hashvi is, I need to know when in the seventh year. When is that seventh year? I say it's Echad B'Tishrei. Frag the Gemara one second. It's not the only time it says Hashana in Chumash. Veligmer Hashana Hashana Minisan. The Ksiv Rishin Hulachem Lachach Hashana. 
it says about the month of Nisan, it's the first month of the month of the year in Parshas Boy. So you could say when it says Ubashana Hashviyas, compare it to Lechotche Hashana, and say that Nisan, that's Shana Hashviyas, that's the beginning of Shana Hashviyas. I am not asking about other months. Why am I not asking other months? Because you don't find Hashana by other months in Chumash. But you find it by Tishrei, and you find it by Nisan, which is very interesting. You don't have Hashana anywhere else. You have Reish's Hashana in Akiv, and you have Lechotche Hashana in Boy. But why are you choosing Tishrei over Nisan? Why are you discriminating against Nisan? And for the Gemara, Donin Shana She'eni Machadashim, Mishana She'eni Machadashim. Ve'in Donin Shana She'eni Machadashim, Mishana She'eni Machadashim. Meaning, our Shana, Bashana Hashvi, doesn't mention months. It just says, the seventh year. So now I'm looking around the Chumash, and I'm looking to, for a definition of Shana. When is my seventh year? So I look, I look. I could go Lechot Hashana and I could go Meresh Hashana. But there's an advantage in Meresh Hashana. Why? Because my Shana and Bashana Hashvi doesn't mention months. So I would rather derive the meaning from the Shana in Chumash that also doesn't mention months. Just mentions a year. Meresh Hashana, Vadach Hashana, which is like Bashana Hashviyas. Rather than deriving the meaning of the Shana that doesn't mention months from the sa- from the year that is mentioned together with months, which is So therefore, you're right. The Gzairish Shava is a Gzairish Shava that can work from both. But I don't know which Gzairish Shava to choose. So when I have a choice between two Psukim, what do I do? I will choose the Pasuk that is more similar. If I wouldn't have the Pasuk made Hashana, I would be forced to go Lechatshe Hashana, and I don't have a problem with that. But when you have two different sources and you could choose one over the other, you choose the Gzairish Shava that is more similar to the Pasuk that you want to explain. So therefore when I have a choice, I go to Medeshish Hashana, and therefore Chazal derived that Bashana Hashviyis means when? Tishrei, and that's why Amishra says, Be'echad B'Tishrei is Rish Hashana Lishmitn. Rashi says, Minolon, Sheshnas Shmitten Mekudeshes from Rosh Hashana. Of course, he means Rosh Hashanah, Echad B'Tishrei, our Rosh Hashanah, V'asur B'Avoyda Sakarka. How do you know this? There's no source for this. You just know there's a year. And the answer is, Gzair Shava from Rosh Hashanah. What do you say? We had it before. About Shmitten? Yeah, but not like about Shmitten. That's what the Gemara means. I think that's part of what the Gemara means. The Gemara doesn't only mean a technical thing that here it says Chadashim and here it doesn't say Chadashim. I think the Gemara also means a thematic, a Tchilik and Toichin. That here you're talking about the year as a whole year. Shana Hashriyis or Rechitz Hashanah Achir Shana. You're talking about a whole, you're spanning the whole year in one shot. Rechitz Hashanah Achir Shana or Shana Hashriyis. And here, you're also beginning a year. You're saying Rishonu Lachem Lachat Sheashana, but Lagabi months. In other words, this is the first month of the twelve months of the year. Lachayda, that's part of it. That when you could compare it to this rather than this, it's much gishmaki because over there you're talking about the first month of the twelve months of the year.
but you're dis- dividing the year into 12 units. And this is the first unit of the 12 units, where Reish is Hashanah, Hashanah is you're not dividing the year in units. It's just one, uh, one collective year. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.